Open the Word of God to chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 57. I believe this is just a word. I know this is a word. We're around communion this morning. This is, um, I love communion. I love the time that we can uh, break bread together in remembrance of our Savior and our King, the victorious one, Jesus. He's the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's matchless. There's no one like him. There never will be and never, there never was and there never will be anyone like Jesus. He is the one. He is the name above all names, the one that we've been declaring, the one that we've been praising, the one that in one day, you have an opportunity right now. We have the opportunity right now to bow before him voluntarily. There's coming a day when the whole world and those who have ever been created will bow and say and declare the name of Jesus that he is king. But today we have the opportunity to do it freely, to do it with... Uh, uh, voluntarily, thank you. He is the king. Victory in Jesus. We have victory in Jesus. I said we have victory in Jesus. I'm going to say it again. We have victory in Jesus. Can you say it with me? We have victory in Jesus. I, I think we got to say it again. I have victory in Jesus. I got to say it again. I have victory in Jesus, my Savior. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 57, it says, but thanks to be to God who gives us the victory as conquerors through our Lord Jesus Christ. More than anything else, more than anything else in your life, we need to be able to walk in complete victory. It's been provided for. It has been established. We need to walk in victory in every situation. Can you say amen? amen. The full and complete victory was purchased for us at Calvary when Jesus took upon himself our sins, our failures. It is not enough to be set free from sin alone. Our old sinful nature has to be replaced with Christ's victorious nature. It says in Colossians 1.27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. How many of you know you have Christ in you and it's the hope of glory? Can you say amen? amen? He has provided so much for us in his death and resurrection that really we have no excuse, absolutely no excuse. I said no excuse for living in victory today in every situation in every situation, day by day, for the glory of God, walking in victory. Let me share with you another mighty scripture, another great scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us, because say this with me, come on. Now thanks be unto God, look at, let's, let's say it together, one, two, three. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. How often do we triumph in Christ? Always. How often? Always. Thank you, Father, that you cause us to triumph always in Jesus Christ, through Jesus Christ. I have good news for you this morning. If you're defeated, if you're walking in defeat, you don't need to walk in defeat any longer. If you're walking in dysfunction, you don't need to walk in it any longer. If you're walking in the past hurt, you don't need to be walking in past hurt any longer. 
If you're walking in the dysfunction of family, of situations, or you were raised a certain way and you felt like you're just in this pattern, you don't have to walk in it any longer. Victory belongs to Jesus, but that victory has been transferred to you. Absolutely, positively, it's been transferred to you. Often we feel this, though. We feel like if only my circumstances would change, if only there were different circumstances in my life, I would be more free to do the things of God. But let me just remind you that God's promises are not limited to your circumstances. Matter of fact, we need to declare the promises. We might be here, the prom uh, and where we want to go is here. The promises are the gap between where we are and where we need to go. Can you say Amen. You might be right here, you need to, but you want to go here, but it's the promises of God that will take you there Amen. upon the Word of God. His promises are true. I love that new song we sing, His promises never fail. His promises never fail. I know. What is that? Brianna. Uh, Brittany's not here. The one that sings that song, it's okay. I know that your promises and your Word is never, it, it, it never fails. Your promises will never fail. They will accomplish that which you said they will accomplish. We cannot blame God for our failures, but we can thank Him that we do not need to stay in our failures because God is good and victory is ours in Jesus' name. God has provided us mighty spiritual weapons. How many of you know you got mighty spiritual weapons? It says this in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4 through 5. Pull down... He's given us weapons that pull down strongholds. It pulls down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. God's re revealed will for us and bring into captivity every thought into the subjection, into the subjection, into captivity that we will not walk, that we will not walk in the, <clears throat> that we will walk in the victory that Christ provided for us. We walk in the victory. We, the Lord will just help us to break down every stronghold through His Word, any reasonings. How many know what a stronghold is? It's literally a reasoning that is counter to what God is saying about you. It's a belief system. Praise God that God gives us His Word that breaks down. It says in Romans 12, 1 and 2, we are transformed by the renewing of our mind so that we can do that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Those things which we have defeated us in the past can themselves be defeated as we lay hold on the victory that Christ has provided for us at Calvary. To be an overcomer, we must overcome. Say it this with me. To be an overcomer, I must overcome. Can we say that together? To be an overcomer, I must overcome. If we're not an overcomer, it is because we are overcome. I said, if we're not an overcomer, it's because we're, I'm overcome. God will always cause us to triumph when we will let him triumph in us. Overcoming sin, overcoming the past life, overcoming habits and weaknesses, overcoming wrong mindsets, overcoming fear, hurt, family, relationships, dysfunction. Christ paid the price for all of the dysfunction so that we will overcome. The Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul was a great model for us. As he faced trials, persecutions, hardships, 
It seems he faced every kind. I mean, every kind. Shipwreck, beaten, how many times? He, was, he faced all kinds of circumstances. He faced all kinds of pressure. He says, I'm, pr- I'm hard-pressed on every side, but I'm not crushed. I'm persecuted. I'm not abandoned. I'm struck down, but not destroyed. That's a pretty good mindset, wouldn't you say? That's somebody that's walking in victory. He, his heart attitude was not of a struggling to keep victory, but he continually walked in the victory that Christ provided for him. He says this in Philippians chapter, Philippians chapter 4, 11 through 13. Let's read it together. He says, I'm not telling you this because I'm in need, for I have learned to be satisfied in any circumstance. Now, this is the guy that's been persecuted, beaten in any circumstances. I've learned in any circumstance to be satisfied. And he says, I know what it means to lack, and I know what it means to experience an overwhelming abundance. For I'm trained in the secret of overcoming all things, whether in fullness or in hunger. And I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. I like that. And I find the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. That's the same power that's in you today. I said, that's the same power that's in you today. That explosive power that infuses your life to conquer every single difficulty. Every single one. That's the victory in Jesus. That's victory in Jesus. You know, I'm just, I was reminded of, I was reminded of how uh, that illustration, Brand was saying she gets into pictorial illustrations and I, I like them as well. But I was reminded of a, a, a story that Bill Johnson said where he says, he, he says, uh, you can have everything keep flowing through you purely, even in the midst, say you put a hose in the middle of a sewer the sewer is nasty, it's stinky, it's, it's just, ugh. But you can still, if you never turn off the flow of that water, it's still on and it's still flowing, you're going to be still able to, that water can be stuck down into that sewage, but yet it can still be pure water. You can pull it out and it's still flowing. And nothing's changed that flow, nothing. You can be in the middle of the worst circumstances, but because you got it going on on the inside, you're walking in the victory in Jesus, you can, nothing's stopping that flow. Can you say amen? It's like I, I'm keeping this flow on. I'm in the secret place. You remember a few weeks ago we talked about the secret place. It's not a location. If you look into that, the secret place of the Most High is an attitude. It is the soul condition. And in the secret place I remain, and I never stop the flow. I have victory in Jesus. So then in every circumstance, it doesn't matter what that circumstance, the flow is still going. My internal realities will dictate my external realities. And it doesn't matter the situation. It doesn't matter how perplexing. Paul says, I'm pressed, but I'm not crushed. I'm persecuted, but I know I'm not abandoned. I'm struck down, but praise God, I'm not destroyed. I'm still going. I have victory in Jesus. Amen. Why? The world didn't give us this joy. Come on, somebody. 
The world didn't give you the joy that you got going on. And by God, the, joy, the world can't take that joy inside of you away. Why? Because you have victory in what Jesus provided at the cross. It was a perfect victory. Thank you, Jesus. Makes me want to sing the old hymn, Victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He bought me and he served me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him and all my love is to him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. Jesus. There's a new one if you want to go to a new one. Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to him. And there's just peace in that. There's just peace in that. And there should always be peace in that. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. There's rest in the victory in Jesus. The Bible says something interesting in 1 John chapter 4, 17. As he is, who is it, who, the Word of God is talking about Jesus. As he is, so are we in this world. Can we say it? As he is, so are we in this world. Now, I want you to understand something right now. As he is, he's talking about the resurrected Jesus who is sitting at the right hand of the Father, who, it says, matter of fact, let's look at it. It's, it's not as he was, even though that would be amazing. That would be super amazing as he was, meaning when he was doing miracles on the earth, when he was walking and talking, and, and he says, I, I only do what I hear my Father. I only say what I hear my Father say. I only do what I, do my, I see my Father do. And when he did all of that and he lived that perfect life on the earth, that would be great. But that's not what the Bible says. As he is, so are we in this world now. As he is now, so are we in this world now. Let's look at this. What a powerful revelation. Just consider where Jesus is today. It says in Ephesians 1, 20 through 23. Ephesians 1, 20 through 23. He, God, raised him, Jesus, from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion. And every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to who? The church. Can you say this with me? I am the church. We are this church. We had communion together as his church today in remembrance of him. It says all over all the things to uh, to the church, which is his body, the fullness of, of, of him who, 
who fills all in all. Amen. Hallelujah. If you and I are going to overcome in practice, if we're going to overcome practically in practice and not just in principle, then we need to see Jesus differently. We need to see Jesus where he is because he says as the word of God says as he is so are we in this world Paul says it's no longer I who lives but Christ who lives in me the victorious Christ the one who's seated I want you to follow with me this morning the one who's seated at the right hand the one that we just read about in Ephesians that Christ is in me. And as he is, so are we in this world. Is that kind of mind-boggling to you as it is to me? It says, though, I want you to, we have to see Jesus differently. Let me take you somewhere real quick. I'm going to fly through some passage. Revelation chapter 1, 12 through 18. I'm talking about victory of Jesus. I'm talking about being a more than an overcomer in this life. It says in Revelation 1, 12 through 18, I turned around to see, this is John talking about, John they called the revelator, the one on the island of Patmos. Let me under, I want you to understand, this is after Jesus had died and rose again, and this is him seeing and writing this. I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me, and when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And among the lampstands was someone like the Son of Man, dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet, and with a golden sash around his chest, the hair on his head was white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were blazing like fire. They were like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze, glowing in a furnace, and his voice was like a sound of rushing waters. In his right hand, he held the seven stars, and coming out of his mouth was a sharp, double-edged sword. His face was like the sun shining in all its brilliance. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead. And now look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death in Hades. Jesus. I want you to see Jesus as he is. I, if, if you're not going to overcome and practice, and not just in principle, then we need to see Jesus as the one that John just saw, the victor. This is not Jesus meek and mild. This is not Jesus lying in a manger. This isn't, oh, your baby Jesus. Look at your baby Jesus. This isn't, no. Uh-uh. No, this isn't that Jesus. This is victorious. Don't mess with me, Jesus. This is the King of kings of all time, the Lord of lords of all time. You don't mess. Matter of fact, in his presence, he, like John says, I just had to bow, and I had to kneel, and I thought I was going to die. That Jesus, the one who brilliance and 
thunder. His voice is like a rushing river. I've been to rivers in Northern California. They're coming down from the mountain, and it's like you can't hear someone talk to you. There's a roar to them. They're that Jesus. You got to see him differently. He's not the baby in a manger. This Jesus is all victorious. If you look in the, one of the Gospels, if you look in one of the Gospels, There was, a, there was a time when they came to arrest Jesus. When they came to arrest Jesus, you remember that? You remember that? It was, um, let me see, it was in the book of John. And when they came to arrest Jesus and that, they, they said, uh, they came up to him and, and they said, uh, Jesus said, well, who is it that you want? They said, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus replied. And when Jesus said, I am he, they literally blew back and landed on their backside. Do you remember that story? You remember, you remember that one? I love that one. That's, that one's awesome because it's like, I'm he. The weight of I am he was so powerful, they flew back and they like had to gather themselves and they're like, what was that? That's Jesus in Revelation. That John saw. That Jesus, that's a little bit of a glimpse. It's like, it's like, it's like it came out. It's like, I'm he. The weight of who that is, the victorious Jesus, that powerful Jesus, it's a glimpse of the Jesus in Revelation 1. And if you will, this is not a feel-good Jesus, but this is a Jesus who will knock you off your feet, Jesus. As he is, so are we in this world. So if you're not relating to that Jesus, then you're not relating to the overcoming Jesus. I want us to take this, I want to take you to Colossians chapter 2, verse 15. It says, Then Jesus made a public spectacle of all the powers and principalities of darkness, stripping away from them every weapon and all the spiritual authority and power to accuse us. Can you say amen? amen. And by the power of the cross, Jesus led them around as prisoners in a process, in a procession of triumph. He was not their prisoner, they were his. That Jesus is inside of you. That Jesus, as he is, so are we in this world. These are the same demonic powers that we have to deal with, but thank God Jesus defeated them. Satan and his minions may hold a gun to you, but they don't have any bullets. You have authority in the name of Jesus. Jesus took away their authority, so now if, you're, if, now if you are beaten, it, it is by deception and not by reality. It may look like reality, even feel like reality, but it's just an empty gun pointing at you. There's no bullets because Jesus has disarmed them. Can you say amen? If you're in the blood of Jesus, the enemy cannot come at you except in your agreement. And in the name of Jesus and with the word of God and the power of God and Jesus Christ inside of you, there's no weapon formed against you that can prosper. Can you say Amen. nothing? 
So where God leads you, where God guides you, he's going, you're going, he's going with you. He's inside you. There, there, there's, a, there's, a, there's a difference in mindset of just being an overcomer and more than an overcomer. An overcomer is getting over the situations, the stuff that would buy me, that hold me back, the dysfunctions, the hurt, the pain, the stuff, and that overcome. He says, yeah, but you're more than an overcomer. In other words, you're not on the defensive. You're now on the offensive, and you can take this kingdom into the world, and thy kingdom come, your will be done father on earth as it is in heaven why because we flow and serve the victorious king victory in jesus what jesus do you see what jesus do you see romans eight thirty seven. I love this passage. No, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. More than conquerors. It says in John 16, 33, I've told you these things so that in me, Jesus is saying this, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. We must connect to the risen Christ, to who he is. We must have a picture of not Jesus in the manger. No, 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 no. He's victorious. He's, he's made a, a spectacle of the, of the de- demonic powers, of the spiritual forces. And, and let me tell you something. Jesus is all-powerful, and Jesus is in you. Jesus is big enough to handle all that you're facing with hair like fire and a voice like thunder. He is seated on the throne and he's more than enough to take care of any situation, any dysfunction, any problem, any, especially any addiction. I want you to hear that this morning, any addiction. Overcome. Overcome by the blood of the Lamb. You know, when Jesus shows up, he doesn't play fair. The enemy shows up with their water pistol, and he shows up with a nuclear weapon. It's like, there's no match. You got got a squirt gun, and he's got a nuclear weapon. I just don't think that that's an even, it's not an even match, and he's on my side. Can you say amen? Amen. You say, yeah, but my problem is so big. It's been so there so long. You don't know how long I've been dealing with this addiction. You don't know how long I've been dealing with this circumstance and this situation in my life. I want you to get a picture of victorious Jesus this morning. The Bible says he carried the weight of the world on his shoulders. If he can carry the weight of the world, it's like if you can carry a, a million pounds, he can carry your 200 I said, if he carried a million pounds, he can carry your 200. No problem. You got to get your eyes on the victorious Jesus that he is. I thank God that Jesus has veto power over anything I'm dealing with. He causes all things to work together for my good. The Bible says in Romans 8, 28, he causes all things to work together for the good to those who are in Christ Jesus, the Father. In other words, because of Jesus' victory, whatever you're dealing with doesn't have the final say. 
If it's not good yet, just keep waiting and trusting and praising because he says, I work out all things for the good to those who are in Christ Jesus. If it's not good yet, just wait, trust in, praise his name, walk in every situation. God's good. He's going to walk me through this. Even right now, it seems gross. It seems terrible. It seems dysfunctional. I'm not comfortable with this, but I'm praising God because in this situation, I know that he's going to cause it eventually for my good. So therefore, praise the Lord. In every season, give him thanks. Keep your eyes on victorious Jesus this morning. Keep your eyes on the one who's standing at the right hand of the Father. Stay, keep your eyes on Jesus. You might be saying this morning, where can I find this power? I, don't, I, I, I want to overcome. I, I, I want to be over. Uh, I, I don't want to be overcome anymore, but I want to overcome. I want you to look at with me again. Let's look at Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. And it says, And they overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony, and they did not love their life even when faced with death. Within this one verse, it will shift with how you relate to Jesus within this one verse. I want to unpack it just for a few moments. When you shift how you relate to Jesus, he shifts how he relates to you. I said, as you shift how you relate to Jesus, he will shift how he relates to you. Let me explain. Because now you are relating to him as he is, and you're not relating to him according to what? How you want him to be. A lot of people come to church and worship him as they want him to be and not declare him and, and not what he declares himself to be. Revelation 12:11, they overcame him, referring to Satan. They prevailed against him. They overruled him when three things were in place. You want to know what the three things were? These three things were summed up in one word. Here it is: identification. Identification with Christ. When they properly identified with Christ, they prevailed. God places victory. I want you to hear this. God places victory in your reach, but not in your hand. What does that mean? He places it in your reach, but it's not in your hand. Why? It requires faith. Overcoming is in your reach. You can get it, but it's not in your hand. There's a lot of people who want God to drop victory in their hand, but it doesn't work that way. Just drop me that victory. He says, no, step out and get it. God will put you within reach because he wants you to exercise your faith to get it into your hand. So if you don't grab what's been provided, you will not get what you could have. Everything has been, we have all the spirit. The Bible says, in Ephesians chapter 1, all spiritual blessings. Many people have, we have all this in our account, but we have to activate it by the promises of God, by faith, so it becomes in our hand. Secondly, he said that they overcame him by the word of their testimony. You will not overcome what you need to overcome. Hear me this morning. If you're a secret Christian, you will not overcome what you need to overcome by being a half-hearted Christian. 
It's not possible. When you're divided between two opinions, it says James chapter 1, 6 through 8, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. It's very appropriate what Brianna said last week, surrender. Surrender. Is your life surrendered to God? Is it yielded to God? If you're a covert operator, you can forget about overcoming because Jesus Christ with fire in his eyes is not trying to help you to, be, to overcome who are embarrassed to be associated with him. If you're embarrassed to be associated with him, don't expect to be an overcomer. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was on his shoulders. By his stripes we are healed. Number three, and they did not love their life even faced with death. They didn't love their life even faced with death. They overcame Satan because of a love relationship they possessed with Jesus that transcended any situation. Remember John 15, Jesus says, if you remain in me and my word remains in you. Remember, there's first a remain in him and then there's the I in you. Are you remaining in him? Draw near to God, the Bible says, and he will draw near to you. He waits for us because, I want you to hear this, he waits for us because he's worth the wait. He's worth it. He knows he's worth it. He knows that there, he, there is no greater to knock on the door for. There's no one better to pursue than him, the one who created all and created us. You know, it really boils down to we can't be part-time Christians and want a full-time deliverer. I said we can't, we can't part-time serve God and want a full-time blessing. It doesn't work that way. Once you position yourself with Christ and there's no, there's no on the fence but I'm totally in. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then love your neighbors yourself. I've got, me, I've got this place, this secret place going on in this secret place, and I shall not be moved. When you've got this going on, church, you position yourself with Christ, you are now positioning yourself to be an overcomer. I'm not waffling, I'm being healed from my past, and I'm looking in the offensive to move forward. Victory in Jesus. What Jesus do you see this morning? What Jesus do you see this morning? 
Is he the revelation Jesus or is he something else? Because revelation Jesus will literally shift anything in your life that seems to be impossible. There is no such thing. It says in Ephesians chapter 2, 6, he raised us up with Christ, the exalted one, and we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm, for we are now co-seated as one with Christ. Hallelujah. You're co-seated with Christ. We have a seat in the courtroom of heaven. If you will, we have a seat around the table, the conference table of heaven right now by the Spirit of God. I want you to envision this for a second. We show up there through prayer. We show up there in prayer, petitioning the CEO, the owner, according to the bylaws of the company in order to make improvements, renovations, transformations, and to extend the company's influence on the earth. The CEO grants these improvements when they are in alignment with the company's bylaws and objectives. The objective, to extend the brand and the culture of the company throughout the earth. We are the vehicle. Say with me, I'm the vehicle. I'm the vehicle. We are the vehicle that has been released on the earth. Take dominion. Subdue the earth. When Jesus left the earth, he handed us the keys, and he says, all authority has been given to me. Now I give it to you. Go. He's given us the word, the bylaws. He's the CEO. And he's saying, go. This life isn't just about overcoming our stuff. Thank God, thank you, Jesus, for the, the freedom to get us off of the addictions, to break us free. I, you know, I don't know, for some reason, this addiction thing keeps coming back to me in my spirit, and I just believe the Lord doesn't want you tripping over what's been tripping you in the past. In the name of Jesus, to stay and to walk in the freedom that he has. Pornography, addictions, drugs, narcotics, cigarettes, alcohol, whatever it is, in the name of Jesus, there's freedom this morning from every single one of those things in your life. It does not have to be, it may be part of your past, but God, for, with Jesus in your life, it's not going to be a part of your future. The victorious Jesus, his power is available to you today. And every single thing at the, he paid for at the cross That's the overcomer. But the more than overcomer is that we're no longer on the journey to the cross. We're on a journey from the cross. His power, his victory, he won it. Can you say amen? We don't have to refight that battle. We just flow from the battle. He's already been won, and we go out, and we bring invasion to the earth through a life that's yielded to the, po the power and the Holy Spirit flowing through our life. I want you to stand with me. It says this in 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able. We can stay right there and just say, God is able. Whatever situation that seems impossible, we can add but God when you're a child of God. But God. 
That's why we are praising Him. That's why we're shouting. Things seem impossible, but God. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. I want you to personalize that. I want to read it one more time. And God is able to make all grace abound to me so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, I may abound in every good work. Let's say it one more time. And God is able to make all grace abound to me so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, I may abound in every good work. Can you say amen? Many people are stuck at the foot of the cross, on a journey to the cross, while they're thinking they're serving a Savior who's still on the cross. I'm going to say that one more time. Some people are on a journey to the cross. And they're stuck at the foot of the cross, thinking that Jesus is still on the cross. I've got really good news for you this morning. He is risen. (laughs) He's no longer on the cross. He's no longer in the grave. He's been gone for a long time. A long time. (laughs) He's seated at the right hand of the Father. And he's even ever interceding for us. And we are seated with him. Victorious Jesus. Hmm. Let's just close our eyes just for a second. Put your focus on victorious Jesus this morning. King of kings, the Lord of lords, the one whose eyes are like fire and his voice are like the mighty rushing waters. Envision victorious Jesus and remember as he is, so are we in this world. Lord Jesus, I pray the revelation of this word throughout this week, throughout this month, throughout this year and the rest of our life will be our goal. Some of us in this room, we can't fully grasp that and what that means. But I know that you will unpack that by your spirit day by day as we're yielded in the secret place, in that, also in that set aside place, in that meditation place with you.
May we not look at obstacles, problems as obstacles, but obstacles as opportunities because we have Jesus, the victorious Jesus in us. May we not look at life the same. May we look at it as an opportunity, any problem as an opportunity for the power of God to work in and through our life. That we carry the answer wherever we go. But Father, I pray in this room, anyone who is not walking in a place of surrender, those who are walking in a place of double-mindedness, they're kind of stuck between two opinions. I pray in Jesus' name before they leave today. I pray for you right now, if that's you, before you leave today to lay your life at the feet of Jesus. Pick up your cross and follow him and allow the power of the resurrected Jesus to move powerfully through your life. It comes through surrender. God had planned many years ago, way back before you were born, in fact, before that he created you to do good works the many good works he planned for you. And then he provided through Jesus every single thing you need to do them. You're amazing. Every single one of you in this room are absolutely, positively amazing people. People of God. Brilliant. When God made you, he broke the mold and he says, that's I like that. I like Devin. I like Steve. I really like James. <laughs> I like Jaron. I like Peggy Amaro. She's precious to me. Anna. Jay. Man, I really, really, I love Caroline. I really, man, I mean, Tony. Oh, and then the other Tony, I like him too. Mario, he's precious to me. Brilliant. William, Ken. I could go to every name in this room, but let me just say this. Rest in who you are in God and keep your eyes on victorious Jesus. If you're today, you're like, you know, you're waffling between two opinions, quit waffling. The Bible says in James, it says, repeat, repent, repent. Cry your eyes out. Get back to God and stay there. And then watch what God does through a yielded heart. Watch what he does through a yielded life. Why? Because the victorious Jesus is in you. No impossible situation will remain impossible because Jesus inside of you has the ability through you to fix it. Where he sends you, he'll protect you. He's got your rear guard and he's got your forward. He loves you. I'm going to ask our prayer team to come up this morning and just just to be able to agree with you if you need healing in your body. I got a question for you. Does anybody, if anybody just raise your hand during worship today, anyone during worship today, you're just like, 
I sense the Lord healed me. Anybody? I want to give opportunity for you to give it by your hand going up. Anybody? Just looking around. Don't be afraid to raise your hand. Okay. So, Lord Jesus, I just pray for each one. I just, I pray that you will help us to grasp, grasp who we are day by day, walking with you, talking with you, walking in the victory that's been provided on a journey from the cross, releasing hope, victory in this world that needs it, really needs it. Help us to be the light that shines in darkness in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen, amen. If, you, if you're here and you're like, I, I want to get right with God and you need someone to agree with you, just come right down here to my right, your left. Need healing in your body? Come on. Come receive that. God bless you as you go. In Jesus' name.